On average, between 10 to 20,000 people leave Hong Kong each year and relocate abroad. The major new move activity takes place within the 18 to 34-year-old bracket, with people in their 20s representing the highest concentration as they relocate because of their job. Relocating from Hong Kong presents a natural point in time to review your finances and evaluate your investments and pension arrangements. Planning is crucial, and it's beneficial to begin the process at least 18 months before moving. Jimmy Lamb discussed some of the issues with John Hu, director at John Hu Migration Consulting. He also spoke to Simon Coe, a Money Talk Extra listener who is planning to relocate to the UK. Do you see more people relocating nowadays? Uh, definitely. Uh, the trend has been increasing year by year, about 20% each year. Uh, over 10,000 families each year are migrated overseas for various good reasons. Uh, for better quality of life, education for, for their children, as well as for family reunion. Uh, among those uh, you know, immigrated countries, the top popular destination countries will be Canada, Australia, uh, United Kingdom and the US. And what about the cost and what are the main types of expenses uh, they need to spend? The expenses will include the uh, consulting and legal service fees, government visa charges, professional service, uh, for example, assets valuation, translation, notarization, English test, uh, health and police checks. So roughly how much are we talking about if we want to go to some popular destinations? Okay, when you talk about the expenses, uh, it depends on what type of visa you're applying for. Uh, in general, there are three major categories of uh, uh, visa types. One is the skilled uh, immigration. Uh, the applicant, uh, to be eligible for skilled migration, they have to have the right uh, you know, occupation, uh, it is a point test system based on your age, qualification, the you know, number of years of relevant work experience. So uh, that is a simple way you know, for migration if you are eligible. Uh, the other category is what we call the uh, uh, you know, entrepreneur visa. Basically, it's an you know, active investment by which you have to start a new business there and hire local staff. The third category is what we call the investment visa, which is more uh, passive. That is, you buy government bonds or you make certain designated investment in those countries. Uh, in general, the skilled migration will cost you around about 100000 for skilled migration to Australia and uh, Canada. For the uh, passive uh, uh, investor visa, uh, Canada, the investment amount is about Hong Kong dollars, $1 million. You can go up to about $9 million for Australia uh, investor visa. For the passive uh, entrepreneur visa, okay, the investment amount is roughly about uh, $1 million Hong Kong dollars for various countries. Those are the visas and costs you need to apply and pay. Another way to relocate is to move your office location if you're working in a multinational company and your company can sponsor your working visa application. And our listener, Simon Coe, did just that. Let's hear his story and his financial concerns and questions. I'm currently working in the banking industry and my wife is working as a civil servant here in Hong Kong. So basically, I've applied for a uh, position in uh, in the off- London office of my bank. The proposal seems to be uh, getting some approval from the management and then I'm waiting for the final approval, but I hope that could be realized within uh, a few months' time. 
And Simon, how are you and your wife doing financially? Uh, from the income side, I work in a bank, and the monthly salary is around forty k per month. So the similar case for myself, for my wife, I mean. So uh, aggregately, we have around eighty k per month. And in terms of expenses, um, we gave ten thousand to our parents to support their living, and then fifteen thousand for uh, for repaying the mortgage uh, that on the flat that we are currently living in. And another fifteen thousand for our own spending, just for example, the transport, our meal, or paying off the credit card bills, or paying tax, traveling, etc., etc. Uh, I keep most of my uh, most of my savings, which is around five hundred thousand in cash deposit in the bank, and I have another small portion of the uh, equity investment in stock that will be around one hundred thousand for the stock. And what are your worries on relocating to London? Uh, talking about income, for when I move to my London office uh, of my bank, the salary will uh, roughly the same as what I'm currently having in Hong Kong. But uh, not only on myself, but for my wife, uh, you know, my wife cannot relocate from Hong Kong government to UK government. That doesn't really make sense at all. So uh, she needs to quit her job to follow me to uh, to UK. So. Basically, our income would kept be cut half unless uh, she could find a uh, job there. In which I think there are quite a lot of uncertainty, and I would never know about it until the day we arrive there. And this is the first point. And the second point will be about the uh, the expenses side. So here in Hong Kong, I own a flat. I I don't need to pay for any rent. But when I go to the London side, I need to rent another flat that uh, paid for the uh, rental monthly. And I heard it's quite expensive if I live in really in the central area of the London. And another point would be uh, just like previously, I thought my pla- my plan would be having a, a baby in London. But uh, you know, my wife and I are not a uh, permanent resident in London. So if if that's the case, that one day when we have a baby, we will need to go to a private hospital for the to the, for the delivery. And at the same time, when the baby gets older, he or she needs to go to school, and we also need to go to a private school. And that would be another uh, financial burden for us. And if my wife managed to uh, find a job in London, we also need to seek for a helper. In which I don't think there is any like domestic helper like similar to Hong Kong, and the cost will be even higher. So talking about the monetary side, that will be the uh, those key worries that I will I will have if I uh, relocate to London in a few months' time. As you heard there, Simon has many issues to consider in his planning for his job relocation to the UK. To help him, I went to speak to Lewis Wong, director at Philip Capital Management, for advice. Um, if we summarise Simon's financial situation, first of all, on the income side, he and his wife have in Hong Kong a joint monthly salary of 80000 and they also have savings, 500000 in cash, 100000 in stocks. And when he relocates to London, his wife is going to have to give up her job as there's mm-hmm. no opportunity for her in the civil service, so their monthly income is going to be cut in half. Yeah. That's quite a big issue. What, what would you advise them to do? Okay, I think they need to uh, sort it out how much they need to um, spend in the UK. I mean, the uh, the living expenses because I understand that they have to rent a house in London and they need to uh, plan because they plan to have a baby in London and certainly uh, they need to send their child to private school in future and then uh, be, uh, they need also need to uh, hire a helper to look after the baby so I think first thing first they need to calculate what's the monthly expenses uh, f- 
for to meet uh, the, the the demand of all these uh, uh, expenses that I mentioned. And then uh, after uh, sorting out the expenses, then they can uh, check. I mean, they can analyze their income. Uh, their income uh, at the moment, I understand that they have a joint monthly salary of eighteen thousand Hong Kong dollars, but uh, it's probable that his wife may not be able to get the job uh, very soon in uh, the UK. So uh, the salary, the monthly income of the family, of the household will be cut, will be reduced by half. But I also noticed that they have a uh, flat in Hong Kong, which is under mortgage. So I think first thing first is they uh, can make use of the property in Hong Kong because I think they don't uh, intend to sell it. If they don't intend to sell it, then they can rent it out uh, to somebody else and then to earn a monthly rental income. Uh, but because I don't have the information uh, how big the size of the house is, so I, uh, I hopefully they will be able to get more because uh, Hong Kong, I think... Uh, uh, now the average rental yield is about three percent, and they are paying fifteen thousand uh, uh, per month for the uh, mortgage repayment. So I think after if they successfully, if they manage to rent it out and then get a three percent uh, return, I think there's something uh, they can pocket after uh, uh, paying the bank their monthly mortgage. And then uh, they have also six hundred thousand dollar assets. 500,000 in terms of uh, in cash and 100,000 in stocks. I think they have to uh, better utilize their cash uh, assets to invest because uh, still safe deposit rates are very low. So the $500,000 in cash will earn them next to zero income. Uh, my advice is they if they plan to invest in stocks, they can pick some uh, high-yield stocks, uh, utility stocks, which are uh, defensive plays, that all REITs, uh, uh, real estate investment trusts, uh, they are yielding 5 to 6%. So for the 600,000 Hong Kong dollars they uh, have, they can at least uh, work out uh, 5 to 6% return per annum. Uh, this is what I uh, suggest for them. Now, when it comes to the investment side, they will obviously need to keep some money readily available, won't they, to cover expenses. They're going to have a flat that they're going to have to rent in London. That could be quite expensive. We don't know if the, uh, the, the cost of renting out in Hong Kong will cover that. So would you say it's important that at least some of that cash is readily available in case of an emergency? Uh, yes, it's always, I mean, uh, it's good to play safe to have uh, more uh, cash uh, on hand. Uh, but uh, uh, Simon has also has to take into consideration that uh, because uh, his monthly income will be reduced to half by half. And then uh, from, from an investment point of view, uh, he may need to uh, make up for the loss of income by investing more. But uh, I think uh, for the first half year when uh, they re relocate to uh, London, uh, uh, when everything is not settled down yet, uh, it's good to keep more cash. But after things, uh, they have settled down and then uh, 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 fortunately if his wife manages to uh, find a job in the UK, then I think uh, it's better, it, 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 it will be more advisable for them to keep less cash and invest more. 
What about health insurance? They're, um, they're planning a family. Mm. Um, is that something that they will need to consider? Well, personally, I've stayed in the UK for uh, some time, and I understand that um, medical uh, expenses in the UK can be very costly. And if they don't, it depends on whether they are already covered or uh, some kind of a protection uh, are being provided by their employer. If not, then I think they need to uh, seriously consider uh, health insurance. Thanks to Lewis Wong of Philip Capital Management for some great advice there. As with most things, planning as early as possible is key to staying on top of your finances if you're considering relocating abroad.